and welcome to the 320 Club co- podcast. Wow. <laughs> I need to I need to practice that apparently a little bit more. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Busy, 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 busy time of year. Yeah? Yeah. I just finished booking another trip, so getting busy. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah, you got a lot of a uh, lot of work related trips coming up. Yeah, lots of aer- aeroplane points, I guess. Oh man, that's intense. Um, so we've got a bunch of stuff here. I was looking at a couple of different topics we could uh, we could go on and prattle on about today. Um, I mean, obviously we've got the, uh, the hundred year anniversary of, uh, of the next annihilation of the human race with the coronavirus. You know what? I am tired. (laughs) Warren Johnson, NAFTA, free trade, the, the new coronavirus, um, Impeachment. Impeachment. Greta Thunberg. Well, I, she's not in my sphere of reading, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. She, she's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, how about Joaquin Phoenix and the Oscars? I <laughs> uh, wasn't even checking that. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even. I just saw a headline earlier today. I, I had no I didn't even watch it. <clears throat> But how about we talk about coffee? Because I, I think coffee. I think that's a good. Let's, let's just let's go simple today. <laughs> that's too much shit going on. Let's let's have a nice leisurely conversation about something that is pleasant. You know what I mean? It's not about survival. It, it is a luxury good. You don't need coffee to survive. Can I uh, can I bring a little bit of levity to all those other topics we don't want to talk about real quick though? I got. I thought I saw a headline. I thought it was hilarious. It's on. It's from the Onion, so it's from a satirical uh, online kind of newspaper, if you want to call it that. But uh, it's it's funny. The headline they had, and there's a little bit of a story, is post uh, Trump impeachment, and the headline says both parties are acting exactly how everyone expected them to restore faith, the nation's faith in the political process, and it says. Uh, as President Donald Trump's impeachment trial ended with an acquittal in the Senate, sources confirmed Friday that both parties acting exactly uh, confirmed Friday that both parties acting exactly how everyone expected them to had restored the nation's faith in its political process. Watching Democrats cower behind ineffectual, high-minded rhetoric while the Republicans manipulated every procedure and spouted dangerous propaganda really affirmed my belief that today's U.S. government is working exactly as intended. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about coffee. Oh, there's lots. Yeah, I want to drown my sorrows in coffee. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You start us off. Tell tell us all about coffee. Well, uh, so I, I, I pulled up from coffee.org. Uh, thank you, coffee.org. Um, 20 interesting facts about coffee. 20 uh, interesting facts about coffee. Send me the link and maybe I can follow along here. No, you pick your own. I'll, I'm just going to share with you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You. All right. Go ahead. 
Because you got to contribute to your end of the conversation, my friend. Um, oh. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and it says, uh, just skipping through, contrary to popular belief, uh, espresso has one third the caffeine of a cup of coffee, mainly due to the serving size difference. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's more concentrated, right? No, it, espresso is less. Espresso has, but it has less coffee, but it's more concentrated, I thought. No? no. All right. I don't think so. it's one third. So it's it it, one, sir, one, one, I think what a serving is what an ounce, an ounce and a half, maybe two ounces if you're lucky, and a cup of coffee is what, five ounces, six ounces, mm. eight if you're lucky. So. But if you're having an espresso, it's like you're having it in one of those little tiny cups as opposed to just a big old Tim Hortons cup coming out of a pot of coffee. Yeah. Hey, here's another one. Okay. Supremo, the, if it says Supremo on the label, it doesn't mean a better quality bean. It's actually used to describe um, the size of the bean. The size of the bean. Supremo means, refers to the size of the bean. Not the quality of the coffee. Okay. You know, like a sound effect. I'm, I'm, you're, you're losing me here. <laughs> I know. Here, here's a coffee fact. If you don't put, uh, if you don't put cream in it, it stains your teeth. That's why my teeth are so fucking yellow. <laughs> well, no, no. Supremo is a label they put on coffee, and if you see it, it's for us. North American people, we would see that it is the superior bean or the superb bean. But supremo means the size of the bean. It's the biggest size, I guess. Hmm. Oh, in 1674, a group of London women tried to ban coffee. Why would you do that? Because their husbands, they... their husbands were spending more time in coffee houses rather than being at home. Well, I thought it was going to infringe upon their tea trade. <laughs> Did you know that the queen drinks coffee? Does she? Yeah. Um, there's a famous story. I think Stuart McLean told it. And uh, at, um, you know about Gander, Newfoundland? Newfoundland? It's very famous uh, Newfoundland uh, airport. Um, it was the site where all of the air traffic from... Uh, 9-11, so all planes being forbidden to fly into the U.S. Uh, on that, you know, fateful day, um, a lot of them were diverted to Gander, to Newfoundland. And uh, so it's a rather famous place. It was, at one point, the only oh, the only way you could fly from uh, across the Atlantic from uh, North America to Europe. If I recall correctly, it was the only way until they started inventing planes that could uh, or developing planes that could go travel further distances. And so a lot of famous people went through uh, went through Gander. Um, well, sorry, let me backtrack. A lot of people went through Gander. Um, and because of the uh, I guess you could say the heritage that the place had established. Um, a lot of famous people after the fact, after, you know, uh, air traffic started being diverted direct uh, into the States from uh, Europe, 
um, a lot of famous people who had, you know, private jets and all that kind of stuff, they would have the novelty of traveling to Gander just because of the history. There's a whole lot of people, Mel Gibson, uh, if I recall, there's Alec Baldwin, the, uh, Bill Clinton did it often. Um, apparently he liked to take, uh, he liked to go and steal, uh, muffins or something like that bagels from the local bakery in the airport that they had there anyway so long story long um or short story long we got uh, the queen there they uh, she stopped by and uh they asked her if she wanted tea and she said no no i'll have coffee there you go there's my coffee story ouch terrible right <laughs> uh okay shout out to gander uh, Shout out to Gander. <laughs> the West, they, as he's probably still digging themselves out. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scratch and sniff, buddy. Scratch and sniff. Uh, Brazil produced a postal stamp, a postage stamp, that smelled like coffee in December 2001. It was designed to promote their coffee and it was supposed to smell. Uh, the smell was supposed to last for up to five years. The smell was supposed to. Uh, I bet it didn't. <laughs> Nothing is, it's Brazil. It's not, nothing is ever advertised. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking coffee right now or are you having, are you having liquor or? I'm having mead. You're having mead. All right. Yeah. Is this your home brew? Of course. But I, I'm trying to reduce my, downsize my collection because I got another 70 bottles of stuff coming. <laughs> it, it, it's a labor of love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we coffee. Brew, <laughs> beer on non Saturday there, so yeah yeah that's fair coffee helped Olympic athletes Brazil couldn't afford to send its athletes to Los Angeles for the 1932 Olympics so the government loaded them in a ship full of coffee which was sold on the way to finance their trip interesting <laughs> so interesting fact Brazil right now is is, uh, is trying to undercut the coffee market by underselling all of the other producers Really? Starbucks said, um, that's okay. We'll keep with our current suppliers. Whereas some other people, probably like Tim Hortons, so went back to uh, to buying their coffee. Because cheaper is always better, right? <clears throat> the problem is it doesn't create a sustainable market. What? Um, undercutting the competition? It's not sustainable. Well, if, you unless your expenses are, you know, lower than your gains. Well, coffee. I mean, there's marginal, but because uh, I think Starbucks, uh, one article I, uh, I read was Starbucks was paying three times the price for coffee to uh, for more sustainable farming practices in other regions, whereas Brazil is just trying to flood the market with coffee. Interesting. Um, Interesting is that the only state that produces coffee is Hawaii. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm reading the exact same thing that you're reading. <laughs> Good coffee growing conditions require high altitudes, tropical climates, and rich soil. So that makes Hawaii numero uno. Wow, this is the most boring podcast episode we've ever done, eh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It, it, well, we're just talking about the topic. I mean, it's like I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the news. Why? Why are you tired? 
I'm just tired of the news. It's always the same stuff. And it's such a minor incremental. We're still stuck on topics that were like, so 2015. So you mean like, um, are you talking about like journalism in general, where it's, it seems to be only just cooking up negativity? Is that what you're getting at? Back to 2015, 2016. 2016, uh, that fall, was it Trump was elected? Well, yeah, uh, 2016, yeah. So once you hit that, then there was uh, NAFTA. Just after that, um, around the same, just before, just around the same time, we had Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> and there was populism and isolationism. We talk about that. It, or, or, well, then you have everybody trying to rebuke the U.S. for certain things. There's some of them are just looking for reasons to do it. The Philippines are, are looking to, uh, uh, to tear up some of their military alliances with the U.S. and uh, aside with Russia and China. Oh, wonderful. I don't think it's going to work out well for them. But I don't think it's going to work out well for anyone. So it's... Um, it's interesting times, but it's incrementally just death by a thousand vapor cuts. So back to coffee. It so contains, coffee, yeah, <laughs> it contains twelve hundred uh, chemicals. Over half of those responsible for creating its flavor. So whiskey, it sounds like you need your your faith in humanity to be a little bit restored here. <laughs> Well, if you burn half of it down, it will. <laughs> oh, okay, Thanos. Calm down. So, oh, in your coffee, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Marvel. I love that shit. That's good stuff. Um, coffee was discovered by a goat herder. It was said that coffee was discovered by a goat herder in Ethiopia in the 1500s. He saw his goats eating coffee cherries. Afterwards, he observed a change in their behavior. They gained a high amount of energy, and they didn't sleep at night. The herder shared his findings with local monks, and then after they made a drink with coffee beans, they realized they could stay up all night and pray. Then they spread the word to other Ethiopian monks, and it reached across the civilized world. That sounds terrible. Well, you're only that? staying up so you can pray? Oh, fuck. What year was that? Uh, it says in the 1500s. Uh, the world's first coffee house opened in 1475 in Constantinople. Oh, did it? Symbol. I don't so, know. We found 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 uh, mistakes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's rumors that uh, Leonardo da Vinci discovered coffee um, and was able to, uh, I don't know, synthesize or something, create something that would be popular in Italy. I believe when he was in Venice, was he in Venice? No, he was in Florence. Florence, I can't remember. I don't know. Let's find out what year he lived, just to make sure we're in the same <laughs> epic, right? Well, Leonardo da Vinci died in fifteen nineteen. It's not far off. Uh, it was Istanbul. It's, it's a whole. It's not too far away. He could have been there, I guess. Um, a Belgian. Well, that was, that was says, Sorry, go ahead. A Belgian named George Washington, no pun intended, invented 
Instant Coffee in 1906 in Guatemala. Oh, nice. George Washington invented instant coffee. Who knew? <laughs> you know what? Instant coffee is actually, um, they're getting better at it. It used to taste like shit. But you get these little, um, those little three-in-ones. Those little Nescafe uh, three-in-one packets, and you just add hot water to it, and it it actually tastes pretty damn good. I had a whole pack of them went, uh, for both kids that were being born at the hospital, ready to go. I brought my little uh, Contigo mug, and uh, and they had uh, in their break room they had a little kettle, so I was able to boil hot water. And Bobby's uncle it was great. Yeah, the three ones. I just think they're just too much sugar, but um, that's just me. Yeah. Um, Americans are the le- leading coffee consumer. They consume 450 million cups of coffee per day, over or more than 150 billion cups a year. Holy. Well, you know, if if everybody invested three cups of coffee, they could start putting money towards their national debt. But I'm just throwing it out there. Now, now, now! Don't be taking shots at something you didn't want to talk about. Uh, that's a good one that's a good one what's that oh here here's one so how many trees does it take to make a pound of coffee I imagine it's equivalent to you know a hundred oranges to get one thing of orange juice you should watch the CBC thing on orange juice Bit of a thing. Well, it's so much sugar. There's so much shit in it. It's just like you don't no, get even the naturally the ones that say they're natural and no additives or preservatives aren't so. Well, I mean, you think about it. There's no way you're getting um, a, like one serving of orange in a glass of orange juice. You're you're eating like like ten oranges or some shit like that. It's nuts. No, they per- they perfume it. They perfume it. Yeah, you you gotta post a link on our uh, site there for everybody. Okay. But, yeah, so market, CBC Marketplace did a thing on Tropicana and a whole bunch of other different um, uh, producers, and many of the commercial brands, even though they're they're fresh squeezed or they're one hundred percent pure orange juice, actually have perfumes that are derived from oranges re-added to the to to the the orange juice orange juice report all right i'm gonna look this up do it cbc news how premium orange juice is really made cbc marketplace this is from 2015 yeah all right i won't play it but it is gonna start playing here hey there's a good topic for discussion no i don't want to play that um I will share the link, though, and I'll keep it. At least I'll put it in OneNote. Uh, where do we go? There we go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, about CBC. I saw recently, like, there's this whole thing about them, uh, about the government getting involved with CBC or uh, trying to buy uh, with Canadian media. You heard about this, I assume. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm, okay. Well, I'm. I'm. I think what I was trying to get here. I had. What did I say? 
Uh, I can't remember what the hell I was trying to look up. It was something about... Um, oh, wait, 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 I got something for you. Okay. Um, studies show that drinking coffee reduces Alzheimer's disease. Drinking coffee reduces Alzheimer's? You got it. <laughs> so does sleeping. Yes, but you have a memory problem. But those two things... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but those two things work at against each other <laughs> how is that possible pretty soon everybody if if you said that <laughs> if they if they said that in mass media uh, pretty soon everybody would be drinking coffee like every minute of every day just to just to avoid the the risk of getting Alzheimer's. that sounds silly but anyway oh boy yeah did you ever um I think I I may have sent you a link to it before. You ever heard of Matt Walker? He's a he's a author and uh, he's I don't know if he's a doctor or if he's a scientist. I think he's a scientist and he does a lot of research into sleep. Just on the topic of sleep. Go on. So um, it's a fascinating. He's a fascinating guy. He has a really. He basically determined links between, um, I think he wrote a book called Why We Sleep, but he's determined, they've determined links between um, lack of sleep over time. So like if you're not getting your regular, you know, somewhere between seven to eight hours of sleep a night, there's links between that and, and Alzheimer's or, and, you know, uh, brain damage and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, they had... They're basically trying to determine the relationship or why, what the evolutionary function is for human beings requiring sleep. For not just human beings, but any uh, any you know living organism or mammal or whatever um, needing sleep in the first place. I'm really fucking this up. Let me see if I can find it. Why we sleep? Better if I actually have it here. Why We Sleep, The New Science of Sleep and Dreams is a science book about sleep by the neuroscientist and sleep researcher Matthew Walker. Walker is a professor of neuroscience and psychology and the director for the Center of Human Sleep Science at the University of Berkeley, University of California in Berkeley. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You haven't heard of this before? No, I was too busy drinking coffee, trying not to sleep, and get work done. <laughs> oh, See if I can find something here. Have you heard of Kopi Luwak? Kopi Luwak? No. Oh yeah, it is a. Um, I think they said. Uh, what was that Jack Jack Nicholson movie? It was in there? Oh, it was Bucket List. Mm. Um, it is the most expensive coffee in the world. Uh, Indonesia's Kopi Luwak. Or coffee is made from the coffee beans that have been eaten, partially digested, and then excreted by a weasel-like animal called an Asian palm civet. These yeah, I heard about this. Pound or about fifty bucks a cup. That's fucking ridiculous. And excreted means out the back end, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. <laughs> I th- I think I remember this. They made a big joke about it in that movie. Morgan Freeman was in it, wasn't he? I'm on a Kopi Luwak direct website. <laughs> oh man, why choose our wild Kopi Luwak? The smooth, delicious, and balanced flavor. 
Jeez. It's 100% organic. I think I need more whiskey. Oh, sorry about the attitude, guys. I just need a good laugh. Uh, 100% wild. <laughs> so, uh, it also says more than fair trade. At Kopi Luwak Direct, we are ethical traders who work in partnership with the Bian tribe, traditional residents of this land. That's we. That's why we buy our beans direct from the farmers that are actually involved ensuring ethical systematization of the whole production process. Those are big words. Mm. Increase in cut uh, the cut farmers get for growing coffee. So they're paying the tribes people to pick up poop coffee beans, which really isn't just coffee beans. There's other things in there because, I mean, it isn't just corn you know, it, that comes out. So it's kind of interesting. That's, interesting. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at this stupid shit. <laughs> we, should, we should buy like a, a, a pot worth. <laughs> a pot? No, you go, you go and enjoy that. Enjoy it yourself. I, I, I'm going to find it and we should have like a, a, a taste. No. We no. should do we should, we're gonna roast it. I wouldn't taste that with a stolen stomach. <laughs> you gotta live once, buddy. Fuck. <laughs> eating eating rodent shit, basically. <laughs> oh, uh, you won't copy with me. You know, I get a lot of. I like a lot of acid reflux and heartburn or whatever you call it from drinking coffee. I probably get it from drinking beer too, but um you know what causes all that? Is it is it the coffee? Do you get a lot of that? It's eighty percent of it's stress, dude. It's then, just, oh it's stress. What, it, really? what, isn't, what isn't stress is diet, sodium and, and high fat. Um and realize that most people that are um, in high stress positions tend to have um, those types of effects. Lack of sleep, lack of water or not enough water uh, hmm. cause these things. Um, if you go to the organic markets, look what you got to use my brain again. I want to go back to coffee. But if you go back to the on, uh, organic Martins uh, markets, you start seeing the rise of uh, alkaline uh, water. So the basically water with some alkaline. You can mimic that behavior that they're selling to you by normal water and just adding a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. Baking soda is better for you in many regards because it simulates it's very similar to many chemicals that are already in your digestive system. So less harmful. <sighs> hmm. Anything else? <laughs> no, that helps. Let me turn my brain back on. So I need to I need to sleep more, need to be less stressed. <laughs> eat less have fatty more, shit. Drink more water and effectively eat baking soda. Got no, it. Not effectively. No, what you do, it, you don't say just eat baking soda because that's <laughs> it's just not smart. You're looking for the chemical <laughs> reaction when you actually add it to water. Okay. And it is effectively lowering the pH of water because many. Because when we can stuff, when we bottle stuff, when we preserve stuff, we raise the acidity level of the food so uh, bacteria do not like it. Mm -mm. 
So when we do that, that's why when we can things, we ferment, we raise the acidity level just to the point where the bacteria we like can do it, but the bacteria we don't like being there. And what this does is causes preservation, but when you add it to your stomach, it uh, starts running off the chemistry. And especially now that, um, like, I had the same problem. Hmm. But when you grow up as kids, we start eating a lot of acid foods while your stomach starts producing a lot more acid now, too. That's hmm. mostly my theory on things, but um, or the last bit. But if you think about even Tropicana, since we were talking about orange juice earlier, as a low-acid orange juice. It's a low acid orange juice. No, they have a one of their line. Oh, of they have a, the okay. I see. Um, orange juice. So, so it's a acidification is a food preservation methods. We're eating a lot more canned goods or more packaged goods that leads to support. Um, bad things for your stomach. Hmm. What is your favorite kind of coffee? Um. I like espresso made in an Italian uh, pot or Italian percolator with a splash of cinnamon, a teaspoon of vanilla. Oh, you're so you're just a pompous elitist then. Dude, it is like the cheapest coffee maker out there. <laughs> it's been around since forever. And all, I also have like the fanciest espresso maker in the world. I got French, I got like three French presses. My travel when I when I travel, it's a French press. So, well, I got a French press too, but it's like just a shitty thing because I don't have a coffee maker around. Well, if you got the one from Starbucks, I got a a, a double gasket, double filtered. I think I do, but it's just uh, it's like a it's made from recycled plastic or some shit like that. Speaking of recycled, how are Kopi Luwak is processed? <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the early morning hours, members of the local BN tribe search for the droppings of the civets. Oh, What's my God. Pass them on to us. And we process them at our coffee farm. First, we carefully wash the beans and remove the outer layer of the coffee jar. See, there's no poop in there. This ensures the bacteria is removed. And that was how the coronavirus was started. Uh, Terrible. Our local beans are dried for about three days until they are reach the perfect dryness. Speaking of dryness, I'm going to drink some more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> This is painful. <laughs> oh man, they have really good brochure. There's no poop in it whatsoever. No poop in it whatsoever. Okay. Wow. One of the things I was wanted to do when I was in Seattle last year is go visit Starbucks roasting facility. Um but they, they, uh, they say Starbucks opened in Seattle in 1971, and uh, in 1910, their gross revenue was $10.7 It's got uh, 16, probably around uh, 17,000 stores in 40 countries. 
It's the, the world's top coffee retailer. Not like Tim Hortons, who is on a downward spiral. Well, I mean, Tim Hortons is just owned by, what is it, Brands International? Yeah. And it's, it's a, no it's longer a Canadian company, and it just basically, it carries a Canadian name, and that's it. Yeah, RBI International is a Brazilian company. Oh, really? They also make the Whopper, if that makes anything good for you. I noticed about our previous comments about trying to undercut everybody else in the coffee farm. Hmm. Interesting. So I kind of reject them as a Canadian identity when they no longer carry my maple dip donut, and they replaced it with a douche chalesh. Oh, that's right. They don't carry the maple dip donut anymore. I forgot all about that shit. <clears throat> I saw a commercial recently about Tim Hortons there saying, uh, basically, we're going to go back to our basics. of We're going to go, go back to doing what we do best. This is our marketing team trying to... Trying to bring i don't know bring loyalty back <laughs> like they had it in the first place Listen, about uh about uh trying to just go straight back to coffee and donuts like they used to but what they used to have was freshly made donuts and actually decent coffee now it's just terrible so you know you know they also had pies and all kinds of things but it, it was it was a it was a nice dessert place that's what you did after dinner you would go out with everybody and you know, sit on the little turnstile seats in front at the coffee bar, and you, they would pour coffee, and the little the lady lady would come by and pour you more coffee, like a little diner. It hmm. was like a a diner atmosphere. Um, right now, I have a bistro in atmosphere with no maple dip, uh, maple uh, maple dip donut. Okay, with the sandwiches that are worse than the like the, the sandwiches at this place are worse than the ones that are yeah, at the gas stations in Germany. Like the gas station in Germany sells sandwiches. So I don't know. Yeah. We lost an icon. It died. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a shame. I didn't know that they did like diner style um, service. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You, 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 there were some booths. Um, but essentially there's like this little, it was like a bar stool, but it wasn't quite a bar stool, but it was like normal kid height. Yeah. Up on these little stools and you'd go around the coffee horseshoe and you'd order your donut and you'd have your mug of hot chocolate or coffee and, uh, like hot chocolate came out of that really old machine that went and then make hot chocolate. But, um, yeah, and they would go around and be like, would you like some more coffee, sir? And they would, just like, you know, Smitty's does today, just like Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denny's comes around, gives you coffee. It was like that. Hmm. It was that love of just being pleasant, uh, a pleasant surf, uh, service. Well, it, it was all about the customer service. Now it's, it, they sacrificed that or they've given that up to be able to bring it to the masses, I assume. It's just another product of globalization. Oh, I think they just adopted a business model, and that's what happened. They were mm. just on throughput because they figured they could do it, um, and it's just just how it worked out. Hmm. Uh, what was I talking about? There is one. Is is the predominant flavor of coffee is burnt trees? Um, I would say Tim Hortons right now. It's just all burnt. The burnt. 
trees as a predominant is the predominant flavor of coffee. Number forty-three, uh, the fact retriever on, on coffee. The smell of burning wood is the most recognizable odor in America. The smell of coffee is second. I huh. Kind of blurred that, but. <laughs> there you go, number 43. The smell of coffee is the most. But in Canada, Tim Hortons smells like burnt wood. And you guys can send me hate mail. It's okay. It's all good. Well, let's talk about the comp- like something that often gets talked about is um, when McDonald's started competing with Tim Hortons in Canada um, over coffee. When they, what did they do? They ended up taking Tim Hortons coffee bean or something like that. The no, original that was, one that. That was misnomer. No, that didn't happen. No. I, That's I just something that people on the street say to make it sound like they knew what was going on. Pretty much. Basically what I just tried to do and it failed horribly. Because someone told it to me. I'm like, eh. that sounds plausible. Because <laughs> I know the co- the coffee roaster is in actually in Ontario near Kitchener. Okay. Um, somewhere in that area, the Golden Horseshoe there, um, and so that's where their roasting facility is. If Tim Hortons could be so, so they roast their own. If they're so dumb that they have a single source coffee supplier, <clears throat> they're dumber than I thought they were. Because then they can't manufacture a consistent product through through blending, hmm. you know. Um. So yeah, so it's a misnomer. I read another article that's the, that did a counter uh, a counter review of what happened. So what do they call those? A hoax? It's a hoax. Light roast coffee has more caffeine than dark roast coffee. I knew that. The longer coffee is roasted, the more caffeine is cooked from the bean. Let's just Makes eat it raw. Makes sense. We have raw coffee. It's funny how they marketed it marketed it the opposite way. Like with Tim Hortons when they brought out dark roast. They marketed it as if, you know, it's 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 got it's harder for you. It's more. It's got more caffeine. Or they didn't say that explicitly, but they didn't. They didn't like, you know, the way that they marketed it. It sounded like, oh yeah, if you come and get this dark roast, it's actually, it's actually better and more powerful than our regular coffee. You know, like that's how they marketed it. It's, I saw that. I was like, try her new. If you're in the mood for something different, I always theorized. Like I have no confirmation. This is just life coordinate whiskey here. But the theory was because around the same time, Restaurant Brands International took them over. Mm. They were trying to substitute um, a cheaper coffee because if you over roast it, I mean, all those flavor profiles, the things that make it a higher quality coffee get burned off. Mm. So you can substitute with a cheaper product. And Restaurant Brands International has a reputation for a high volume, uh, lower margin coffee or more, lower margin products. Um, so think about that when you go to that Burger King. Um, I haven't been to a Burger King in years. Although I do like a good Whopper every once in a while. Anyways, but I'll give a shout out to King Burger in uh, Pembroke. But anyways, I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you survived. were there not long ago, weren't you? 
who survived several lawsuits. Um, but any, but <laughs> <laughs> going back to it is that they, they're trying to, um, I, I theorize that they're trying to substitute a cheaper coffee and, but most Canadians just sort of want a regular cup of Joe, mm. um, and wanted like when you cook Tim Hortons coffee, the original stuff from like two thousand and and six and seven and and before, you had this this, <laughs> this awesome liquid. Um, and if if you didn't overheat it when you made it, like you didn't put like the the boiling water to it, you put like. 89 degrees to 90 degrees water to it. Um, you were left with this nice dark brown liquid and you're like, well, it's kind of bitter. If you added like a bit of whipping cream, it comes very apparent to you with a little bit of sugar that like, this is like heaven in a mug. Hmm. And then it, it is now dyed. But nothing like your cat shit coffee that you so absolutely must try. Um, <clears throat> prefer to call them poop beans. Poop beans, yes. Hey, I got a chinchilla sitting right next to me. By the way, I've moved my office from upstairs to downstairs, so now I'm podcasting with a chinchilla next to me. So if you hear uh, a bunch of noise going on, it's probably because it's doing laps because it's, you know. Anyway. But uh, it's kind of funny because it's uh, it's it's shits look like little coffee beans. It's kind of funny. <laughs> There's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Arabs Arabs discovered coffee, but were jealous of their discovery and refused to allow fertile se- coffee seeds to leave their country. However, a 17th century Muslim pilgrim, Baba Budan, smuggled seven seeds out of Arabia and planted them in India. It is said that all the world's coffee came from these seven seeds. Sounds like fake news. When the first coffee house opened in England in 1652, women were prohibited from entering other than to serve men. That sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, it's normal. We do stupid shit all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty stupid human beings. Yeah, but we, we, I think some of these rules, if we, once you go back, you're like, yeah, this was just some sort of elaborate ploy that was used to get away from your wife. And the guy who wrote it wrote it with a straight face. And then some guy became came in behind him and going like, yeah, I'll follow that rule. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was always opinion, like traditionally, we, we would have votes that were cast one vote per household, um, which, you know. The men would do vote on the way to work while the women look after the seven kids. So mm-hmm. it made sense. It, it didn't mean that women couldn't vote because that's stupid. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> the word coffee is from Ar- the Arabic kahwa. Q-A-H-W-A-H, which is thought to have meant wine. The Turkish word for coffee, kave, is derived from the Arabic word and is related to the word cafe. Other scholars believe the word is from Kaffa, a region in Ethiopia where coffee coffee is thought to have originated. 
This is another claim that it came from Ethiopia. Coffee addiction is so common, we don't even notice it most of the time. Hey, you know where the concept of a cup of joe comes from? From a guy named Joe? No, no, no. It was during the Second World War. During the Second World War, American soldiers were known as G.I. Joes. Uh, General Infantry Joe for people who don't know what the acronym stands for. But uh, because they drank large amounts of coffee, the drink soon earned the popular nickname, a cup of joe. Cool. Yeah. So, cup for joe. I came to cup of joe. Not bad. Not bad. I like it. You know what? As lame and as boring as this particular episode is, I learned something today. <laughs> what can you learn from cocaine withdrawal? What can you, sorry, what can you learn from cocaine withdrawal? Well, you know, we go down these things, talking talking to a, to a, a, a friend from the UK, and, um, and we were sort of relating about cannabis, and I was telling him, you know, how to acceptably smoke it and and stuff like that. He goes, well, I can't do it. So I told him to just do cocaine. It only lasts 48 hours. He didn't like it very much, but it's true. So it's like 28 days for for um, for marijuana, 11 hours for caffeine, <clears throat> 11 hours for caffeine, and 48 hours for cocaine. So if you do it Friday night, no one will know by Monday. And then I used to laugh when... Uh, People would have caused problems, and I, we, I suspected cocaine use. I would uh, just get them to sit in my office for a really long time, because when you do cocaine, what they do is they try and flush your systems with um, a significant amount of water, um, which has a nice little byproduct of having to pee most of the time. Um, so by making them sit there for a really long time. Um, it kind of tortures them. Sorry, I'm sadistic, but you're terrible. I, I'm, uh, <laughs> they use their own bodily func- uh, problems against them, right? <laughs> Have you ever done cocaine? No, no, me neither. So I, I just find it highly suspect when you <laughs> suggested that somebody else do cocaine when they said they couldn't do marijuana. <laughs> And then you told a story of how you ousted somebody who you suspected was doing cocaine. <laughs> you're like, you're like a G-man. <laughs> like, you're like the feds. <laughs> oh man, uh, but there's there's different ways. Like once you get into chemicals, like you always say, there's a pleasure part, but there's always that downside behind it. I mean, when we talk about caffeine, you have caffeine, and you have you know you have it. And then life is really good. And I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. So, but it's that rise that occurs. And, and, um, for like, there's links, there's performance enhancements, uh, performance enhancements, the way it allows you to break down fat for more, uh, for in preparation for energy use. Yeah. It's, uh, it increases your metabolism, correct? Yeah. But how it does that, it does that by helping you break down fats. Huh. Um, and once if the fats aren't used, they're redeposited, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, it's that whole piece. Um, but then you look at like how cocaine works or uh, marijuana works. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of different. Like, uh, and how you manage your caffeine intake. There, I think there's a, there's a 
perfect point where you can get where you're performing and there's a decline in performance. Like a lot of us just drink it. Just we think that more caffeine is better, but there's a, an optimal point where it's fun uh, and it works. And then there's a downside to it. So understanding cycles because not everything is up or on or off or up or down. It's it's a gradient that we you have to master these little curves. Um, but I mean that bounce of function versus to dysfunction is something interesting to to watch as well. Like just in coffee alone, there's <clears throat> multiple facets. We got farming, you got people and culture, you got import, and we talked about how retailers. Um, try and sell it to you at, you know, over 300% markup. Um, I, I used to know, know a guy who ran a restaurant, um, and that's what he sold it for. Uh, so you, you look at that. Um, so it's a, it's a very attractive product for people. And then you go back and you say, well, what's the effect on the body? Well, you know, uh, because alcoholism is a depressant, an inability, uh, causes inhability as an addiction, Look at coffee as an addiction that has some performance-enhancing aspects to it. So you look at the rise of the coffee house. Um, then you have low-cost wholesalers like Tim Hortons versus Starbucks, which has a, a holistic, different model. Like Starbucks coffee, uh, Starbucks business model isn't about coffee. Um, it's about the, the experience, the luxury experience of having the first sip, the first coffee, uh, the the first time. Um, that's why they don't really jog. Well, it has to be because you can't just build a market off of we're selling expensive coffee um, that you could probably just make it your own home. Um, like the market, you, ha- you have to you have to spin it in a certain way to make it appealing. Right. And it's I think, branding. well, yeah, it's brand new. Well, think about like. I don't think I think if you didn't have a show like Frasier, I'm not sure you would have a or Friends. Look how popular Friends and uh, Frasier were like back in the day in the 90s. Right. And what did those people do all the time? I guess did they drive the culture or was that something that was just people did in the 90s? They go to coffee shops and then they just sit around and drink coffee. Right. Um, but you see it often in those shows. I wonder if it's maybe a reflection of the culture that was happening at the, at the time or if it's something that helped, you know, spawn and foster that culture. But I don't think you have um, a Starbucks, an organization or a company like Starbucks, if you don't have um, the culture behind it. And maybe the culture went before that, too. Um because, you know, you look at uh, look at coffee houses and all that kind of stuff even before then. But it's interesting. I think there's different recipes for success in the coffee market. And if you say friends was, friends had a particular feeling to it. And that sort of feeling, the decor, how they acted in that coffee shop, besides having really bad music, and, and the song called <laughs> Millie Cat. Um, <laughs> well, it was no, more, it was no, more, no. yeah, no, go ahead. Kin to like the fix uh, that was downtown Winnipeg on Donald and uh, King Street uh, <clears throat> um, in Winnipeg. So they had that kind of feeling like, like there, there was, they, they everybody had their own sort of decor. Um, some coffee shops went for 
uh, almost a feeling that you went into like a studio, pseudo living room patio type of environment where you're going to sit down and enjoy coffee with the friends while you're at work. And instead of going all the way home and inviting them over, that was sort of that recipe. And that's that's what Friends kind of appealed to, whereas something like Frasier, it was more like a bar or a, like a, a barista kind of thing where, you know, it's like one-on-one conversations that you're having with, uh, with an individual at a table as opposed to sitting in like a couch or something like that, you know? It was interesting. I loved, I love, I'm a Frasier, I'm a Frasier uh, fan more than I am a Friends fan. I'll go, I, I'll say that. So, yeah, and you're right. So, I mean, there's other recipes. So, Starbucks was about your individuality. Um, it's about having the one-on-one experience with their product and being felt like that's why they ask for your name when you get give an order. Um, it's so they can um, uh, give you assert that give you that experience it's it's about become very robotic and very somewhat insincere in a lot of places yeah you so, notice that so it's just part of the process your number so we do it expeditiously what's your name so you, i fuck them up because my handle on my app is like i'll just show you my app my my mine is kindness is free um so when they yell it out kindness is free i know to go up but a lot of times <laughs> it's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, they sit really quickly uh, to try and blend it in. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Um, I, I had actually in Washington, I had had uh, a lady, uh, one of the baristas there. She go, she was about to look, yell it out. She goes, she looks at it, looks up. Kindness is free. And she thought about it for a second. That's true. Put my coffee down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you do notice that too. Like even just going, it's funny. Um, I've been drinking more Starbucks lately than I have Tim Hortons. Um, mostly just because uh, a Tim Hortons sprouted up not far from where I live. So it just became more uh, a thing of convenience. Um, but it was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, like you go up through the drive-thru or you go up in into the counter and the, just the way that they talk to you, especially at the drive-thru, because I usually often get my coffee to go and I'll do that mobile app that they have. And it's actually a pretty effective app. I think you showed it to me once. It's actually really well, uh, really well done. But um, um, but just the way that, you know, they kind of address you. It's like, hey, my name is so-and-so. What can I get started for you today? And then they're just like, you know, how are you doing? And they try and start small talk. And I'm just like, I don't want to do small talk with you. I came here for one thing and one I thing only. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, the thing is, is like, you got to think of the social context. I, I think that's important. It's like, um, is in the world where social media people are bearing down on you um, loneliness the feeling of isolation is actually on the rise in many respects um, being treated like a person instead of a number is is something that Starbucks I think is trying to do or inculcate in their personnel and, hmm. and I think I'm all for that paying living wages I'm for that um, you know that's fair. So, 
if if you don't like the personal attention, I'm sorry, but I mean it's probably because your wife is, is is giving you too many hugs and you're and, and you're experiencing too much love in your life. <laughs> I'm experiencing too much love in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have two kids, and they do love me when I give them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, part of the other dimension is now we talk about uh, waste and uh, paper cups and plastic bags and the irony that Tim Hortons has uh, pick up your trash day while being one of those, the biggest uh, procurers of Tim Hortons cups that are blowing around the Canadian countryside. Well, there's a couple other complaints about Tim Hortons. Number one, okay. Not so much of a complaint as like, it's like, you know, it's like white people problems kind of thing. Right. Um, When they you remember when they used to have the garbage cans at the drive through at Tim Hortons and then they quickly uh, within a very short amount of time removed them because people were just saturating them with their car garbage, whether it was from, you know, McDonald's or Burger King or whatever else. So their their garbage cans were constantly getting overflowed and they couldn't keep up. And so they just ate a policy of removing their garbage cans from their drive-through areas. You remember that? Yeah, because that's the time they were being sold. I think to the the Brazilians. Oh, is that it? I'm correlating it. It doesn't mean it's true. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Sorry, I just got distracted there. I got the Leaf game on in the background because we're talking about coffee and I could read and and half pay attention. (laughs) We're in overtime right now and the Leafs basically got scored on, but they just discounted the goal due to the goaltender interference. So we're still in it. It's good. Back to coffee. Um, And then the other thing about Tim Hortons, uh, the other thing about Tim Hortons was, uh, oh, fuck, the new lids. The new lids. You you seen these? Well, you've you've had Tim Hortons coffee since. Not that you're a complete snob, just you know a partial one. Um, you've got. Uh, I'm a utilitarian, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got the new lids. Remember when? So it was kind of funny. Everybody was thinking it, but no one was really saying it. Or if they were, it was on like Reddit forum posts or some shit like that that nobody really goes and checks out but it, it kind of culminated or it actually came into light when i think it was justin bieber was doing a, a bunch of tweets or something like that and he he was going to toronto Maple police games and he was starting to build a relationship with austin matthews there there's my link in with the toronto Maple police and coffee and uh anyway so he's he's like basically I uh, put out a tweet to uh, Tim Hortons like, hey, get rid of these stupid fucking cup, these uh, cup lids and go back to the old shit. Don't fix what ain't broke. And I, it was the one time where I actually agreed with the little punk. Okay. You, let's go back to the other podcast where you kept complaining about what grinds my gears is the <laughs> person who puts the, the opening of the cup on the seam. The new lids don't have that problem. I'm not defending the lids. New lids leak like shit. They're terrible. They're awful. Well, They're try worse to than the... Pre- yeah, okay. So, the that is a... Okay. One... One is a... Is a... It's, it's one part troll. 
Okay, so the old lids, it's one part troll and one part human error when somebody puts the seam of the cup at the opening of the spout on the fucking lid. That was one thing, okay? And you know that some people did it as a fucking troll because it drives people fucking crazy. That's one thing. It's another thing when the whole company brings about a new lid that basically looks like the McDonald's lid because they're trying to compete with McDonald's and it fails horribly. It's one of the worst it's one of the worst fucking things that they could have done. <laughs> That's what grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, Never mind the fact that it tastes like shit. But I'll still drink it from time to time. I find, you know what's interesting? I'll drink Starbucks and it doesn't give me acid reflux like Tim Horton's coffee does. It's crazy. It's like they've got so much more acid in in whatever it is that they're doing in the coffee. It's terrible. It tastes it doesn't taste horrible, but man. It's is Brazilian beaver uric acid. Yeah. And cat poo. <laughs> what i noticed too when you when, on the new lids there's that vent hole at the top well it doesn't go all the way through so it's not really a vent hole it's oh, so actually a it's a pretend vent hole so it's like a self-licking ice cream cone no it's like oh fucking right nice job toronto just won in overtime that's awesome Sorry. Kapanen just got the win. Love it. Good to go. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> I'm good now. It was a good goal. It was a really good goal. So we get for booking podcasting night on the same day as hockey? Yeah. Well, that's it is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, Speaking of the vent hole we're drinking, I am drinking a Macallan 12. I'm celebrating the sale of my house as well. I figured this would be a good occasion. That is um, good to go. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Go ahead. You, you, you killed my mojo. Oh. Well, oh. you can always have a cup of coffee and have a cup of Jojo. Ha, ha, ha. I feel like an individual. Do they give out hugs at Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because then you're paying workers to be kind, and kindness is free, right? At Starbucks? Yes. What, what, what's interesting about Starbucks, too, like, let, let, let's uh, call a spade a spade. Um, so when we go to, like, the breakfast sandwiches arena. There's a there's a mar- CBC marketplace on breakfast sandwiches. I would urge you to post that one too. <sighs> on breakfast sandwiches. Totally. They compare Starbucks, Tim Hortons, and McDonald's. Really? Oh, totally. Okay, let me take a look here. Hang on. CBC marketplace. For a guy who doesn't watch TV, it's the third thing that shows up. <laughs> Breakfast sandwiches. How healthy are they? Dun, dun, dun. They're probably terrible for you. Dun, dun, dun. I knew that. It was funny. Do you ever watch a show called The Newsroom? I think I brought this up on the podcast before. It was back in like 2012 ish. That's when it came out. You ever watch that show? I got a feeling I was drinking at the time, so no. No? Okay. Um, 
Jeff, is it Jeff Daniels? Yeah, Jeff Daniels was in it. He plays uh, plays a newscaster. It was at the time when they were trying to address uh, bipartisanship, and I don't know. It was basically Aaron Sorkin's attempt at um, creating the most ideal newscast uh, in the kind of in the likes of like a Walter Cronkite type, almost. Uh, anyway, but at one point, I guess. The main character, played by Jeff Daniels, he's trying to, uh, he, he ends up going into therapy for one reason or another. And uh, and basically he explains to his, like his uh, his therapist or his psychiatrist or whatever is, is, is asking about, you know, medical stuff, asking him about his diet. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, I at about nine o'clock at night, I, I get out, get out of bed. I uh, toast uh, English muffin. I cook up a little bit of bacon, and I and I uh, I scramble some eggs, and I put a nice uh, nice uh, thin layer of cheese on top, and I have that, and and you know it gets me through the night. He's like, congratulations, you just made an egg McMuffin, asshole. He's like the guy just cut right to the shit. It's like you got to cut the cut the crap out of your diet. So it's probably terrible for you. Okay, breakfast sandwiches. How healthy are they? Here it is. All right, I will copy that link uh, and put it in here. No, well, that didn't work. No, oh, it's just going to load the damn thing. Oh, well. So what is it about breakfast sandwiches? You can just enlighten us a little bit. Well... I, th- I think when you break it down, you it, let, let's just say today is the day you want to fall through you, through your New Year's resolution. Um, the number of calories, the amount of sodium, the amount of fat is probably concerning. And then you pair that with your extra large double double the Canadian standard. Well, studies show that if you pair a high caffeine object. With a salty, fatty greatness, uh, with a hash brown, actually spike your insulin levels. So you need to be cognizant of what you're eating. Um, in contrast to coffee, is the, the the most of the things are surround sugar, soda, and caffeine. Um, those the ratio to with that 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 ratio, but pop and our double double, our national standard actually have a lot in common you might think a double double is just two sugar and two cream but actually isn't the case because if you make it yourself it tastes like crap why because they use 18 percent cream when they actually put the cream in yeah it's super fatty cream and the second part is they do um from a small they add they actually double the amount of coffee so you're so when the small is the old medium, <clears throat> if you get a double, a large double double, you get two, four, six tablespoons of sugar and the equivalent amount of cream. Six tablespoons of sugar. That yeah. doesn't sound right. All right, I'll pull it up to you, my friend. And I'm I'll- not buying that. I don't think that it's that much. Double. Well, you think about it. They got their little machine. Let's say a Tim Hortons or whatever. They got their little machine, and then they press the button for a double, and it goes bloop, 
bloomp, and it just has that little spout that shoots the sugar. That's not producing six All tablespoons right. of right. sugar. The Tim Hortons Supersize Extra Large Coffee with number brought to you by the www.therecord.com. It's new story. Um, Tim Hortons Extra Large Coffee, Extra Large Current Size, double-double, uh, as 280 calories, 14 grams of fat, 34 grams of sugar. And that is a little bit bigger. That's a lot of calories. That is... 10% over 10% of a human's daily requirement for an adult, hmm. which is 2,000 calories per day. That works out to be a, oh, over 10%, almost 11, maybe 12%, roughly. It's a lot of calories for one breakfast drink. Yes, but it's delicious. Don't you get it, whiskey? Yeah, but if you pair that with a sandwich, ooh, what's that? What's that Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich? Tim Hortons. Yeah, but the Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich tastes like shit. It's not an egg McMuffin. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell I'm a fat kid, eh? <laughs> Tim Hortons. It says uh, sodium, cholesterol, fat, calories, four hundred and forty. That sounds about right. <laughs> you consume almost a third of your calories at breakfast with the drive-thru and the coffee. You better go work it off. 700 something. run, mate. Wow. And, like, sodium, it, that one meal is, like, 35% of your th your sodium requirement at 840 milligrams of salt. You got, like, a gram of salt in that thing between the two together. <laughs> oh, so be cognizant of what you pair with. So, but you know what? It's really nice though when you when you go to McDonald's. This is what I do. You get the egg McMuffin with ham. <clears throat> I mean, it's not as juicy and and glorious with ham. Yeah, that's the standard, right? But that's two hundred eighty calories. Yeah, that's then, usually uh, what I get. If I go ask, there, ask them. Please don't put margarine on it or butter. Oh really? But it yeah. tastes so much better. Yeah, but everything tastes gooder with, gooder with butter. Gooder with butter. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> the pence is, but the, I, I kind of, in, in many respects, not that I follow it very often, is nothing tastes as good as them feels. As what? As them feels? Is that what you just said? Oh, thin feels. It's a bulimic saying. Nothing tastes as good as thin feels. Thin feels. I have no idea what that means. Put your pants on when you're fat and put your pants back on when you lose the weight. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but that sounds so silly. I guess. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll buy it. <laughs> it sounds silly to me. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so we went through words from how they give it to you, how they serve it to you. We went all the way up to uh, complaints about companies. Complaints about well, no, we did that, but at, at a side point, um, we basically did a fun with flags, but for coffee kind of podcast episode. Garbage and these these notional 
let's clean up the environment that we just we decided to destroy for you uh, type of mantras we could we could invite a biodegradable cup but we chose not to um we went to the lids um and now we're back here so i think it's a good time to cut it off yeah probably <laughs> we can only be so entertaining <laughs> This is gonna be, this is gonna be a, a chore to edit. <laughs> Just have a couple of cups of coffee. Here's I'm me. gonna need, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need more than coffee. I think. Well, you got cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. All right, buddy. So uh, until next week, I'm whiskey, and I'm rocks. And if you put milk in your coffee, you're an asshole. <laughs> See you it's next week. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I had something on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't remember for the longest time. <laughs> See ya. talking with my baby over cigarettes and coffee. And to tell you that, dog, I've been so satisfied. I've met you Baby, since I've met you Hey everybody, Rox here. In keeping with our theme this week, the song you're hearing right now is Cigarettes and Coffee by Otis Redding. Can't help but think that as the podcast wore on and we kept drinking, the conversation started to flow a bit better. I wonder if we had been drinking coffee, would we both start sounding like Ben Shapiro or something like that? And uh, the answer is yes. We know that kofefe is actually a misspelling of the word coverage, but we figure Trump probably could have used a cup of joe before he tweeted that and made us all think he was having a stroke. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of Whiskey and Rocks, whether it's Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook. The link is in the description. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for more 320 Club. Honey, won't you let me just feel my whole